Hello, I'm Reggie Young. I'm here with Stacy Walker. Stacy, if you could take a quick minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got started. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast, Reggie. So about myself, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the founder of Unleash Your Ambition. And the thing that my company does is help people with coaching or consulting businesses. Basically build a low volume, high value business without experiencing overwhelm or burnout. And also so they can make five-figure runs their new normal and do it in a way that's aligned with their mission, vision, and personality. And I've been an entrepreneur since 2008. So it's been quite a ride. And the space is just so different today than what it was when I first started. It's like so much easier now, Um, I guess because of the technology, uh, just totally totally different ball game. Uh, I absolutely, absolutely love what I do. I couldn't imagine doing anything else, especially since I was not raised around any entrepreneurs. I didn't even think it was an option for me before I began my entrepreneurial journey. I thought I was just supposed to get an education and find a career that you could stay at until you retired and then do the fun things like old at, at an old age, which I just thought was just so weird. And then, and then you die, you know, and I never, I never really was comfortable with it, but I didn't know any other way. So what I ended up doing, and it wasn't even on purpose, what ended up happening was I almost died back in 2007. Um, at that time, my body became septic. Because I I discovered at that time that I have a small liver, so it has to work harder in order to get rid of toxins, whether I consume them, touch them, breathe them. So my body, my uh, liver wasn't filtering out the toxins. So every, all the toxic stuff was staying in my body. And I didn't even realize this. I was walking around for weeks like that because I thought I would bounce back, but I never did. So what ended up happening is that my doctor was so mad at me. He said, why in the heck did you wait so long to come to the hospital? And I told him, well, I thought that, you know, I would be okay. But he said, if I would have waited a few more days, I would be dead. (laughs) He says, you would be dead. So that really was a shock to me. So my option was to go home and down bed rest until I recovered or stay at the hospital. I wouldn't be home because hospitals, I do not like them. Um, it, you know, it's not a comfortable space. I don't think anybody likes hospitals. I mean, let's be real. So, um, I thought it was only going to take like maybe a week to recover. Ended up being almost a year. So within that time, I depleted my savings. I had a retirement fund from the company that I worked for. Uh, I went just depleting all that. So I ended up getting to a point of desperation because I did not want to be put out of the house, you know, out of my house. So I ended up researching online jobs. Mind you, this is 2008, completely different world. Yeah, you're early. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't find anything as far as an online job. What what, what I kept on coming across was business opportunities. And I ended up just going for it because I was like, I have nothing to lose. I, I need to survive, not even thrive yet. I just need to survive and have the basic necessities. So that's where my journey started. I started working for a network marketing company selling healthcare benefits. It was something to supplement people's health health insurance. Well, what I ended up doing, 
I was starting to teach people how to promote their network marketing company or whatever they were selling online. And this was like kind of unheard of back then. Um, matter of fact, my upline was discouraging me from doing it. They said that I would fail. They said that I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't be successful. And that like made me so infuriated, Reggie, that I was like, I'm going to find a way to make this work because I cannot go out and network and go out, go out in the city that I lived in because I was recovering. So I ended up finally finding someone online that was a part of a network marketing company, but that's not really how they made their money. They made their money through educational products by helping people with marketing. So that's where I veered off into and I went away, you know, I shut the door in the network marketing company because I wanted my own company. Um, network marketing companies are great to a point, but if you actually want to build something of your own and you have, want to have control over it, you got to start your own LLC or corporation. So that's what I did in that's what I've been doing since then. So it's been an incredible journey. I've been able to connect with so many people. I've been able to grow personally because I tell you, having a business is like one of the most confronting things that you could ever do when it comes to your personal growth. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about myself. I've acquired skill sets. I've met so many amazing people over the years, and I just cannot imagine doing anything else, especially when I'm, when I basically wrote my own ticket to freedom. So that's, that's about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. It's interesting because I think a lot of business owners, I got into business because of, I mean, I didn't almost die, but I, I was really, really depressed with my oh. life. And I, it was no, it was the pain for me that pushed me towards making money online. Then I discovered that, Hey, I actually really like doing this. And then soon after that, I discovered, hey, it's probably not my tactic that is wrong. It's probably more my mindset. And then I really started looking inwards when I mm -hmm. couldn't make the P&L work, when I couldn't make the business work. I had no choice but to look at what I was doing. And that's where that personal growth started to really come through. So I love that. You know, mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of the similar stories mm -hmm. for other entrepreneurs out there is that personal growth really comes from, from business. But even for people who aren't maybe interested in business, sometimes that comes in the form of sports or mm -hmm. arts and some type of creative aspect, something that pushes you to be better because you want to create that best product, that best output, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm so glad that you decided to like do this, especially like being in that mindset, mind state, because I've been there before, um, just where you're just not satisfied with what's going on with life. Like, you know that there's something missing um, and you don't realize like what that thing is missing until you go within and that just opens up a whole new world. And I think you just become, I guess, more conscious of like, just not only like who you are, but also like what you're capable of creating in this yeah. life. And I think that's like one of the most powerful things that anyone can do it. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to do this. I think every single human on this planet can benefit from that, especially. Yeah, like, Go ahead. Yeah. It's like, it's like you said, like stepping out of your comfort zone. So mm -hmm. it's the moment you can step out of your comfort zone, whether it's being an entrepreneur or not, the mm -hmm. amount of people I still get from my old job that message me, Mm -hmm. They're making good money as officers in the military or whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they're still messaging me because they, I think deep down they're feeling what I felt, which is, hey, 
this probably isn't what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. This probably isn't in line with what maybe my destiny, what makes me most fulfilled. And now mm-hmm. they're starting to go and pursue, you know, an, an online income or, or whatever it is. And they found alignment through my story in the past and we've, we've connected. So I really think just getting, stepping into the uncomfortable and not listening to, like you said, your upline was saying, Hey, this probably isn't a good idea, right? Whatever system you're in is going to try and keep you in there. Right. People around you have adopted that system, which is why they're probably still there. So they're adopted to that mindset where they have both hands on the mindset or one hand on it. They, they are still part of, you know, sound, not to sound like matrixy, but they're still part of like the matrix and whatever yeah. system that you're in. So you have to really be vulnerable, be willing to lose money, willing to go through emotional pain, willing to go through stress and long hours um, and, and try and grow in that way. But one thing I found really interesting about your story is, you know, before we hopped on the podcast, you had talked about how you've been able to work less, mm-hmm. but make more. So if you could, could you kind of dive into uh, your story behind that and, and some advice for other people out there? Yeah. Well, this is huge because we're taught as a society, you you have to work hard to make more money. And I don't think anybody really thinks about that at all like it really doesn't make sense because there's plenty of people that I know of that I have three jobs and they can barely put food on the table and then I know of people that hardly work at all and they have an abundance of cash flow coming in so what is missing there uh, I know that the traditional educational system is really indoctrinating us to be worker bees and it, and it's really just so much. It's so obvious now. But back in um, 2014, 15, and 16, I was working my booty off. I was working at least 80 hours a week to create a five-figure a month income. And I was also surrounded by people that were working about the same amount. And a lot of these people did not have children. Like um, I had, I had a son. I, I still do have him. My my oldest. Um, he's twenty four now. But everyone around me in that environment was working their asses off, and also like to the point to where they were causing physical harm to their bodies because of burning out their adrenal glands. Uh, not eating right, not exercising, none of those things. So being in that environment, I thought it was just the norm. I thought, oh, this is what I I have to do in order to, you know, make the income goal because that's what I was going for. That that's that was my focus at that time. Um, it's still my focus now, but it's not the most important thing. And here's why: is because finally in 2016, I looked in the mirror one day. I didn't even recognize myself. I had gained weight. Um, I was consuming a lot of sugar. I'm going to tell you something that's really, really, really embarrassing. But um, my desk, I would sit at my desk just about all day. And in my drawer, I had a stack drawer, you know? Right. And I used to shop at Sam's Club. Are you familiar with Sam's? Oh, yeah. Like where you get like the economy stuff, like the big... Yes, yes. Okay, well, I would go there once a month to buy a big bag of dum-dums, you know, the little handies that you see in doctor's offices. I would eat those all day long, every day, for months and months. And I wasn't active at all. 
And I'm the type of person, I love the great outdoors. I love to stay active. I love to do Pilates, yoga, hike. I love to do those things. Wasn't doing that anymore. Um, I was at home all the time, but I was not present with my family. You know, I, I couldn't turn it off. Mm. When I looked in the mirror, I was like, what the heck am I doing? And also on top of that, Reggie, I was starting to feel that sickness that I started experiencing back back when um, my body became septic. Luckily, that wasn't happening to me again. But what was happening is that I was experiencing not only burnout, but I was starting to do irreversible damage to my body. So I made the hardest decision ever because my family's important to me. My body's important to me, especially with what I went through. And I really had to take a look at, is this worth it? Like, what if I died three months from now or even tomorrow? Would I be happy with what I'm doing here? My answer was no. And it was a quick no. I didn't even have to think about it. And I made the decision to step away from my business. I did not give anyone any warnings. Um, I still had affiliate money coming in. Um, so I really didn't have to worry about that. But as far as people I work with, I just shut everything down, everything. Didn't even let anybody know and stepped away from the online space. And I decided that I was going to take a year to get my mind, body and spirit right. Because again, I didn't recognize myself. And plus, I knew that there was more digging I needed to do um, to figure out what would really make me happy because what I was doing was not making me happy at all. And I was starting to destroy relationships with the people that I love the most. And most of all, I was destroying the relationship with myself. So a year, I, I gave myself that timeline. And that year ended, right when the year ended, I ended up finding out, you know, finding out that I was pregnant um, after trying for three years because I had several miscarriages over the years. And I know it absolutely had to do with the way that I was living and running myself to the ground. So I had to take another year off because my doctor basically said, I know your history. <laughs> so you either continue to do what you're doing, doing or you just relax and grow this baby and, and then go back to work. Right. And that was an easy decision. Very easy. So um, before I came back to my business, I decided that I would never, ever work 80 hours a week again. Matter of fact, I made the commitment to work no more than 40 hours a week. So in the beginning, because right now I only work four days a week and I take a month off or not a month off, sorry, a week off every month. So when I came back to business, I decided I'm not going to burn myself out. So I need to set boundaries with myself. I need to invest in help, you know, so I hired a VA. And it was the same person that worked with me before I took my break. And I also decided I did not want a lot of volume in my business, you know, so if I would have to make sure that my offers were packaged in a way to where I could make, you know, my income goal um, six figures with not, without having to work with a lot of people. So I didn't know how to make that happen, <laughs> you know, but I knew that's what I wanted. So since 2017, up until now, I've just been working on tweaking and innovating uh, a system that I created as far as 
when it comes to marketing and sales, because that's the thing that I nerd out on the most. I'm a geek with that stuff. I'm fascinated by it. So I, it's non-negotiable for me. So I started taking the weekends off. And then once I was consistent with that and was present with myself and my family, then I bumped it up to, okay, let me take um, a week off this month and see what happens. And it was not easy at all, at all. It, it was mo mostly mental, right? Because I put the systems in place to where I should, ha should have had no problem um, attracting my target audience and enrolling them into my offer. But it was mostly mental chatter that if I don't work more, I'm not going to hit my goal. Like this is something that kept on going on. And I had to like work through that, which was ridiculous. Like looking back, you, I just made things so much harder than what they needed to be. So I finally got a lock on that. And I, my non-negotiable is a week off every month and at least a weekend. I, I like to take Wednesdays off because it's the middle of a week. That gives me time to like just kind of breathe and, and, and rest. Now I only work four hours a day. So I had to build a foundation for my business to where I would have a marketing and sales process to um, attract my target audience, um, nurture them, and then enroll them. And it's a simple rinse and repeat system. So having this in place and also thinking from a place of I'm only working 20 hours a week, how can I double my income? How can I hit my income goal? So Asking myself those questions allowed me to see, find the solutions to make it work. Again, it was not easy in the beginning, um, but now it's a heck of a lot easier. And the clients that I work with, they're able to hit their goals faster than what I ever did because I did all the, I did all the dirty work, you yeah. know, yeah. and it's non-negotiable. So no matter what's going on in my business, I'm not available a week out of, out of that month. So if I have any clients, who try to call me, which they don't, because I already set the boundaries in place right away when anyone works with me. Um, that way, there, there's no surprise. And I'm always reiterating that message. I'm always talking about it. I talk about it on my interviews. I talk about it on my podcast because it's a boundary. It, it's set. And if anybody cr tries to cross that boundary, uh, I'll, I, stay, I stay firm on that because I know the way that I think, like, it'd be easy for me to go ahead. It could be easy for me to just go ahead and be like, you know what? I'll go ahead and answer that email. It's not a big deal. It only take two minutes. Um, or I'll take that call. Or, or I'll have a moment where somebody's interested in working with me, but I'm not able to get to them, which is why it's good to have somebody to help you uh, with operating your business when you're away. Um, so my assistant helps, helps me in those areas, answers my emails. Um, I'm not on social media, but I already like have posts that are already pre-made that can go up. So being able to work less has given me so much peace. Um, it's helped me be a better coach, a better business owner, a better human just from doing that alone. It's just working less. And Again, it took me a while to get there because it was mostly mental. I've worked with so many people who have been able just to like take the coaching and get results a lot quicker than I did. I guess I'm right. stubborn or something. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I think at the end of the day, it's all about asking. 
yourself the right question. I've yeah. always said, well, at least when I look around at, at people who have reached some type of level of success or mm-hmm. differently, they're always asking themselves questions. And I find that the ones that are stuck in, in their own cycle of, of where they're at in life, they never ask themselves questions to the point where I'll ask them a question, just a simple self-reflective question or like, hey, what are, you, what are your plans for this year or, or something? And it's just like, ah, you know, just work hard. And, and th- that type of lack of reflection really prevents you from slowing down, whether it's reducing the amount of work you're doing, uh, to tap into your intuition or to tap into just to kind of come out of maybe out of fight or flight and just come into yourself and what you feel like you should be doing. So um, I, just a, an amazing story to be able to have maybe gone through that process, come all the way, you know, within days of death and then flip back the other way, truly slow down, which is probably very scary on top of it all, right? You have a family to provide for. It's not as easy as of just, hey, I'm just going to work less and you can, and just figure it out type of thing. Like I'm sure that came with a lot of fear and um, a lot of courage. Uh, so I, I definitely applaud you on that. And, and I myself need to, I find myself overworking sometimes. I, I overlap my addiction for business with, um, with not slowing down. And it comes at a cost too, right? Like, like you said, um, comes at the cost of presence and uh, presence with yourself, presence with other people. Um, that's something that I, I know I can be doing uh, a lot better on that one thing you had mentioned before you'd quickly mentioned adrenal burnout and it's something i've been hearing a little bit more of the last few years and i started really thinking back to it and i didn't realize that a lot of americans or a lot of people in general in their 30s you know low 40s or people who are working really really hard think that they're gaining weight because they're just getting older and i realized like the whole getting older narrative is complete like bs it, it's normally overworked and adrenal burnout, and then on top of that diet. But a lot of the times, like um, you could have a healthy diet, and you wonder why you're not losing weight. It's sometimes it's it's that adrenal burnout. It's the pushing. It's your, you know, the body keeps the count at the end of the day, uh, regardless of how you know how we structure our day. And uh, uh, sometimes it takes us a, a significant event to really get us to slow down. And um, so I'm very, very grateful that you were able to do that, and then find a system that you can nerd out on and scale it and help other people. Uh, so if you could, could you maybe dive into a little bit about, you know, the system that you've talked about and when it comes to, to marketing? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so my system, it's called the Attract, Engage, and Profit Framework. So what I discovered, just I, I like to research and stuff like that. One thing that I discovered a while back is that there are like five foundational pillars every successful business has, whether they're the small business owner to the large corporation. And the five foundational pillars are mindset, which would be the visionary behind the business. Plus, you need to have a specific mindset in order to successfully run a business, be a leader, uh, build team, be able to uh, communicate your message in a way that's actually going to land with the people that you want to help. The second pillar is awareness. So obviously, it's hard for us to sell our st- whatever we have to offer if we are not attracting the people that are a good fit. Not only attracting, but getting their attention first. So they need to be aware that what we have to offer um, can help them. And even in their early stages, they may not even know what you have to offer. They just are connecting with you. 
Um, maybe you shared a story or, or maybe it's just how you communicate. Um, it, it can come in all different forms. So the first thing is like getting that person's attention and not anyone. It has to be the person who's the best fit for your product or service. So your message, what you share on social media or elsewhere is not going to resonate with everyone. And that's okay. Um, so get their attention. Now that you got their attention, um, the next step is for them to like start consuming your content, whether that's an audio, video, the written word. And what you want to do after you've gotten their attention, the next step is to get them off of the social platforms, especially if that's where you spend a lot of your time attracting your best set clients or customers, get them off of those platforms as soon as possible after you've gotten their attention because we don't own these social platforms, right? right? We, we could get kicked. I always say it's like this. It's like you're renting space on somebody else's land and you can like get evicted at any time or the owner can change your mind and say, yep, you can't live here anymore. There's nothing we can do about it. So instead of being fully dependent on this virtual real estate that we don't own, the next best step is to get those people off of there as soon as possible. I'm not saying that you can't still connect with them on social media. So you want to move them off of the platform and basically like through lead generation. So this is like you providing something of value that they can exchange for their email list. I mean, I'm sorry. Why did I even say that? It's something of value that you can exchange for their email address, not their email list. But um, so now that they are on your email list, you are building a database of potential clients or customers, which means that they basically raise their hand. They're saying, hey, I like what you're saying. I don't I, I, I want to learn more. I'm curious about what you know, who you are and what you do and how you help people. So not only do you connect with them on social media if they see your post. Um, but also you're also in their inbox, right? And especially if they made the decision to join your email list. So now that you got them on the email list, the next part is positioning. So you're positioning, position yourself as the person who is competent enough to, to be able to help them get what they want. And this can consist of what you and I are doing right now. Um, it could be you offering some type of some type of training and it could be free or a paid training. Um, also, you educating them on how you can help them. Another way to uh, position yourself is uh, I call it credibility boosters like. Testimonials, case studies, you collaborating and forming strategic partnerships with other uh, entrepreneurs inside and outside of your niche, because I always have a saying it's birds of a feather flock together. Uh, you see this everywhere. Uh, any successful personal development gurus that you see, they're always collaborating with each other. Um, even big companies are collaborating with other companies. So we we should be doing this also in our businesses, especially during the early stages. But this is applies no matter at what stage you're in, because it allows you to not only expand your visibility, but continue to reach people that you may have not been able to reach without the strategic partnerships. And then the next thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> next thing is, okay, you've nurtured these people. Um, they're able to see that you're competent enough to help them 
get get what they want, you know, it, whatever results that they want. Next step is to enroll them in whatever you have to offer. And this consists of sales campaigns. This consists this can consist of you offering um, calls or or not. You know, I have some some people that don't even do sales calls at all. They enroll people through application only or through uh, the training that they're doing in the positioning part of the framework. So it can come in many different forms, just really depends on how you like to enroll people into your offer. But the thing is, we have to actively sell and passively sell. So uh, basically that's the framework in a nutshell. And it, it's the foundation that's needed because a lot of, inf- there's so much information, Reggie, on the space everywhere about how to attract clients or customers, um, emails, um, lead bags. It's all over the place. So anyone coming into this that's not new, that's not creating consistent income, not established, it can be confusing. So what I've done instead of them searching far and wide of like how to get this done, it's like, let me create a framework to where they have everything in one place and it all makes sense. And it's the foundational things that are needed no matter what business you have. And that's how people are usually able to save their time and their sanity and not having to focus on things that might not be relevant to their business yet, especially with the wealth of information out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a ton of noise yeah. out there and there's more noise every day. Mm-hmm. And completely agree with you that when somebody first joins any kind of how to sell online world. Yeah. They are bombarded with free <laughs> everything, free everything, paid everything, paid everything. And all of it is overwhelming. Do I do a five-day challenge? Do I do a constant webinar? Do I do a giveaway? Do I run Google ads, Amazon ads, Facebook yeah. ads? Do I uh, do an influencer? Or do I open a store? Like All these different things, right? And they're like, well, I got to test it all or just not give up. Mm-hmm. But the crazy reality is I have helped so many people from the smallest, never started entrepreneur, all the mm-hmm. way to million dollar brands. Mm-hmm. And I, more than half of them, more than half of them do not have a foundation. They don't right. have the basic funnel of awareness, social media, to mm-hmm. generation, to follow up and make sure you're speaking and you're getting a focused audience. It sounds really basic when we talk about it. But yeah. A lot of people just get lost in it. One, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones that do know, they have like the shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just chasing all over the place. So I think having, like what you said, is a, a framework that people can use and kind of plug and play. And then mm-hmm. from the framework, you're able to, whenever you see that new cool marketing tactic or that new idea, if it's plugged into that framework and that, that framework or its foundation, mm-hmm. then the way I see it is the energy is conserved. But what I feel like a lot of people do is we come up with these like ad hoc one-off. Mm-hmm. Type of mm-hmm. The links don't really work all that well. The you know, like it's only becoming more and more competitive, you could say, in most niches. So you have to, you have to get the fundamentals right. And thankfully, yeah. a lot of people don't have those fundamentals right. But if you get the <laughs> right from the beginning, yeah. continually push on them, you're going to get, instead of getting a 1x result over time, you get a 1.5, 2x, 3x mm-hmm. race. Build like your referral program. Well, if it's already plugged into your, your free funnel, well, now every, you're, you basically get double or triple your opt-in or, or your mm-hmm. back. I just making sure you absolutely have that foundation. So I definitely, definitely agree with you that it is, it's, it's super important. And most, most businesses, most brands just, they ultimately, they just don't do it, which is right. great right. for us marketers to help them out. 
I know, right? And it's so basic, but it, if what you what you don't know, you don't know. Um, because I experienced the same thing, the shiny object syndrome, trying this thing and that thing. And if it didn't work, I'd move on to the next thing. So with the framework, the most important thing, though, before you even start messing with the marketing and sales is you need to be clear on your ultimate vision, not only for your business, but your life, because both of those things need to be aligned in order for the framework to actually work. Um, so I, I not only have the mindset, the vision, but also the marketing and sales. So that, that's essentially what the framework is. And the biggest thing that I teach is keeping it simple. Like, don't get distracted by these other things because yes, they work, but it might not work for you. Or I always um, have my clients, they, they do a 90-day plan of, you know, how they're going to attract, nurture, and enroll uh, their clients. And they need to work that plan and stick to it. And also have, you know, stay dedicated to their time off because that's plugged in it to it too. And after that 90-day period, <clears throat> you got to take a look at what worked, what didn't work, what you liked, what you didn't like. And then think about how can you do things differently the next time around and then run it again that next yeah. 90 day period and just keep on doing that yeah. and keep on doing that because that right there just doing that and doing the same things will help you you're both faster a lot of us we want instant gratification i still do i can't yeah. help it but i know where i get the best results is if i just stick to my plan um another part in this of take the, the other benefit of taking time off you have space to think exactly that means everything to me because when I have space to think, ideas pop up. I mean, and I'm not even trying to like problem solve at that time. I could be relaxing. I could be hiking in the woods. I could be camping somewhere. And the idea just pops up out of nowhere. It's because I've been able to uh, remove some of that friction of being so laser focused on getting the result. So taking that time off to think is absolutely crucial to getting results faster keeping things simple and really just taking a look at like are, is what i'm doing like is it really aligned with my vision if it isn't you got to remove it immediately you know yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that brings me back to i think i had mentioned this on a previous podcast but uh when i went to the air force academy it was like a big thing for me to go like, mm -hmm where I come from, my educational background, how lazy I was as a kid. Uh, it was like a big deal for me to go. And when I, the last day that I, I left, my dad had printed off like this thing about setting goals. Mm. And I just thought it was ridiculous because nobody <laughs> in my sets goals and we never really talked about that. Growing mm -hmm. But I remember printing it off and like, I remember setting goals and each one of the goals that I wrote down, it's weird. I achieved them or I could have, and then decided to pivot a different way, but I had built so many things up and manifested so many things up by writing it down, by slowing mm -hmm. down, by tying in both my business goals and my vision and my, my personal goals and my career goals and turning them into one. Because at the moment we try and separate the two, we're just going to cause stress, which is going to cause coping. And we all cope in different ways, whether it's food, mm -hmm. alcohol, ego, um, you know, laziness, everybody mm -hmm. world is coping out there. So we, we all have yeah. our version of coping. Um, yeah we bring the two together and we're honest and we slow down and we take the time mm -hmm. uh, then we can really truly start to 
build out the life that we want and then mm-hmm. take that of a, an iterative reflection mindset is what I call it. Um, mm-hmm. A military training, we have like this, this one general that came up with this one crazy strategic warp thinking thing. And it was called the OODA loop, which is just the same thing. Observe, mm-hmm. orient, decide, and act. You just look around at your surroundings. You observe what can you do better. You decide to do better. You act, and then you do it again. It's that constant iterative reflection, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think it's super important. And yet we just started, right, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, People mm-hmm. listening to my podcast already know this. Is, I think it's a person, perfect time to plug my little journal here. Um, but we all have to, it's just another framework, right? We all have our frameworks of breaking down vision into goals, goals into action, reflecting both in our business and in our personal life, looking at the data, looking at how we feel, slowing down and just doing better and better and better, uh, regardless of if we had a bad day or, or a really great day. So, uh, so with that, Stacy, I was checking out your website before we hopped on a call. Absolutely love the offer you have there, uh, especially your free offer. If mm-hmm. anyone is interested in reaching out with reaching out to you, learning more about your system, how can they uh, get in contact with you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing that journal um, before I share it because that writing things down is powerful. It doesn't seem like it is. It, it seems like just too simple, but it can literally change your life like in a major way. But anyone who wants to connect with me as far as social media, I'm on Instagram. If you don't want to use Instagram, I'm on YouTube, uh, Unleash Your Ambition. And or you can go to unleashyourambition.com and you can definitely connect with me there. You can fill out the contact form or there's icons at the top of the website if you want to connect with me on any of the social platforms. Excellent. I love the way you said that. You offered two different versions. You use a mm-hmm. cake on social media, which is top of the funnel, or yeah. connect or down, right? Depending on, on what you want to do. And this is advice that I started doing when I was trying to find people to follow, people I resonated with. Anytime I find a conversation or somebody that I like or I resonate with, mm-hmm. I at a minimum will subscribe to their social media mm-hmm. to their free opt-in. Right. So I think everyone who's interested should do the same. And at one point when I first started, I was like, oh, I don't want a bunch of spam or I don't want this to cloud up my my following page or whatnot. So what I did personally is I opened up a whole nother account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To subscribe to all these things and I would look at it when I wanted to. Uh, and then the ones that I felt like were a little bit closer or I resonated with more strongly, mm-hmm. I would also follow on a separate account. So definitely um, there, everybody gives away free advice and we always give away uh, of course, more advanced premium advice to help people who are ready to move to that next level. So if anyone's inter- interested, please reach out to Stacy. And, uh, and Stacy, thank you so much for coming on the show, yeah. sharing your story. Congratulations on all your success. Thank and, you. Uh, Congratulations to your success. You're amazing. And um, I really resonated with you because, you know, you're, you, you have a military brat, background. So um, I'm a military brat. So, <laughs> so yeah. So thank you for the work that you do. You're amazing. Thank you. And uh, and to military families as well. Everyone yeah. puts it. So <laughs> <laughs> take care. All right. You too. Thanks. Take care.